Hi everyone, welcome to Sex and the Sex in the Sex. This is a Sex in the City podcast and this is part two of episode five, season three. So if you haven't listened to part one, definitely go back. Otherwise, this isn't going to make sense to you. We're going to get things rolling with Honor talking about standards. I think like so many times uh, people get like a bad rap for like having standards on things. Like if someone's like, you know, like I, I know that we see like a classic thing in television being like, he was 33 and lived at home. Give him the boot. But in saying that, if he's 33, yeah. lives at home and isn't doesn't acknowledge the fact that that's not a place that he wants to be at and doesn't have any plans for the future and mm. or he has so many mm. plans for the future but doesn't act on anything and just smokes weed and plays video games at home, is that someone you really want to attach yourself to, especially if you're yeah. like a relatively cis, yeah. hetero, like white or like woman? So I don't know why I brought race into it. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just so used to calling myself like a cis, het, white woman that I was like, I'm a cis head white woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, but especially if you're a like a cis woman who's like looking to have children. Not that that's. I'm not looking to have children. But like, um, wait. Let me start again. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you don't want you don't want to be connected with someone who's like not on the same trajectory as you. Like I've even sure. had. I don't know why I keep bringing up Alex in this conversation. Similar to Carrie in this and Aiden being like, I don't want to date a smoker, especially in the late 90s, early yeah. 2000s, where it's like, we've had all these campaigns. ads. I was going to say propaganda, <laughs> which is not at all. But campaigns yeah. being like, you will get cancer and die. And if you're still smoking, that's totally crazy. yeah. Whereas now we're like aware of that. I'm like, no, we just want to, yeah, have <laughs> like, okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, it's like, especially when our generation smokes, it's like, yeah, you already know you're gonna, it's not good for you. I think, yeah, totally. And it's funny. Um, I just was listening to the Michelle Obama podcast before. Um, and this episode, she was talking to Conan and O'Brien about like marriage and partnerships. And it was just like freaking me out because, um, she, I love her, love Barack Obama. It's like obviously like the fucking biggest power couple in the whole planet. Um, so that's great. But she was just really like, she was like one piece of advice for like people is just like, are you choosing the best team player? It's she's like, you should approach marriage and partnerships like um, a basketball game. Um, and like you're choosing like, the best player for your team because they can do everything and you know that you can count on them and that you're like forming this powerful um relationship where it's just like they they are able to like meet all your needs and I'm like am I doing that like I don't know it's just like (laughs) I'm like am I choosing like the most powerful fit person for my team like I don't think so like do you guys feel like that or like it's like am I making a fucking mistake or what Michelle Obama and the Obamas like bless them Mm. and they are a real couple but they're not real like they're like like they were presidents they're like yeah and it's like that like and they they exist in a different planet. Yeah, <laughs> but also, no. But I, like, I also think I don't she, think about basketball. <laughs> but I also think she does present a good point. Mm. Like something that I see again with Alex. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Alex. I'm putting off so much. I just like pulled you through this entire episode. But like, one of the reasons why I 
like even if I'm like oh I kind of want to fuck this person tonight mm-hmm. or whatever like I don't cheat on us so I don't want to destroy our relationship yeah. is because I see him as such as much as I love him on top of that I see him as someone who is has such great value towards mm-hmm. my life and like it's like a person that and it's also the thing that scares me so much is I'm like this is someone that I don't want to lose in my life because I mm-hmm. think that you have such a possibility to being like so important to our future yeah. together like I think that you could be a really like for, for instance like with Alex I'm like if I ever did want to have kids I think he could be like such an incredible yeah. father because I think he's so like um he punches walls and he can show my like my little boy how to be a man <laughs> no like <laughs> <laughs> like no but I mean like he, he's such an you know an a uh, wonderful person in general like and I and I love him so much but that's something that also scares me because I'm like well what if I don't want to you know just like fuck the one person forever mm. and like like that like puts pressure on me and like what if I'm just like sticking in just because of that and, and like even like it make, g- gave me fear early on because I was like I feel like I found someone who I like want to be with for a very long time but at the wrong time mm. almost like I want to be like like right now I want to be like 26 I mean you can't because of COVID but like fucking a bunch of people and like making a bunch of mistakes before I like hit my 30s and then like at 31 find you know the person that you're like oh maybe you're super rich and successful (laughs) as well and like we can have like a kid like done I'm set And, like, you're never going to, like, be a dickhead to me because we've built up this trust, which is all just, like, this impossible thing that you're, like, trying to get. But I understand what she's saying in terms of especially, like, a hetero kind of relationship mm-hmm. and, like, finding that person that isn't going to fuck you over later totally. on in life. You want a companion who cares about you. No, I want a stick that and I think me. I think it's, like, gen- <laughs> I think you got to, I guess, take it in levels because it's, like, yes, overall – I feel like, yeah, we do have a partnership in my relationship and it's like we're good at different things so that we like complement each other. And if I like do like bird's eye view of everything, then it's just like, yes, overall it's helpful and it works. But then like, what about like the little annoying things that I'm like, are you on my team, bitch? Or like not? <laughs> yeah, even, oh my God, absolutely. Even with um, this, when you're talking about gaslighting, I've just been using that word like just like left, right, center over. Like at any time I'm like, feel like slightly wronged. I'm like, you're gaslighting. I me. feel like I recently found out what the definition It's of so good. Was. And it's like, it happens all the time happens all the time and it was so good it was literally those moments like in my relation my especially my first relationship where I was like you fucked up Mm. I used to say this all the time I was I used to like without having a word for it I used to be like so my partner was awful to me but then I and I was upset so I left because they wouldn't apologize Mm. or recognize how awful they were to me But then later on, they would call me and make me feel bad for feeling bad about how awful they were to me. So then I would apologize to them for getting upset because they were awful. (laughs) And you're like, what the yeah. Even like a a recent example for us was just um, Jonathan was talking to like a um, friend. I haven't met her, but she was just like a friend from an old job. And um, they were having a conversation and then um, we have like this rule that he can only like smoke <laughs> on the weekends. I know that sounds like dictatorial-ish, but I was like, sorry, I'm not going to date a stoner. So, um, and he, he is not like, like that. You're an, you're an Aiden here, <laughs> You're Aiden. I am Aiden. <laughs> I was like, there's only certain days you can do it and if you need to. Um, but um, he like came over to me and was like, oh, can I do this now? And then um, his friend was like, initially she was like, why do you need to ask your girlfriend to do this? And I, initially uh-huh. I was like, fuck that bitch. I was just like, you know what? Um, I, it's because we're trying to fucking build a life here. And 
I don't know what you're trying to do. Anyway, I got all angry. I was, I was like defensive. And then later it turned out she was just, she was, cause he was just like, oh, you know, because like we have this rule and like, so she's, and then she was like, so you made it together as a rule. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I hate it when guys just like gaslight their girlfriends by, um, you know, pretending like it's, and I'm like, yes, it is gaslighting because it's always like, if I'm always the one that has to be asked in, in this like little baby boy voice, like, can I do this now? It's like, as if I'm like the <laughs> gatekeeper and the like mom. the rule maker. And it's like, if you do it, then you're breaking my rules. And it's like, it's actually really unfair because it just builds this dynamic of like me being the not fun one that has like all these rules when it's like something that we came up mm. with together and so you shouldn't have to ask me you should just like ask yourself and mm. um be like is this okay or not and then I had mad respect for her <laughs> that's like um that comes up with Kay's and I a lot because I think that like in different I mean like gender roles still exist within queer mm. relationships no they don't <laughs> shut up <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> because it's still like it's still like a fucking weird totally. situation. But like especially like with this kind of stuff, like I'm constantly like I find myself asking Kayla, like, and can I do this? And she's like, why the fuck are you yeah. asking me? Like piss off. Like you're giving me this like like power. weird like power thing, but also not power thing mm. of being like, Oh, okay, so now I have to be the bad Totally. Guy. Or like I have to be mm. the good guy in this situation. Like, yeah. But then I do it to her and she does it to me and it's like... No, you totally do do that with Kayla. It, oh, absolutely. Because you'll be like, oh, I, I'm not... Kayla's like, okay, like, sorry, I don't mean, I don't mean to chime, chime into a relationship. But uh, like... Fuck it, we're then, in stage four. It's fine. Like, I mean, I'm, we know each other. I'm in it. Um, no, but like, you know, Kayla will be like, oh, hey, I'm just going to go to bed. And Jordan will be like, oh, well... Uh, I'll go to the be- bed in the next 10 minutes, like kind of thing. <laughs> and and like, like, like three hours later, I'm like, baby, wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's just like so silly. It's like just be like, okay, cool. I'll see you later. Like look yeah, legit. Totally. Um, but then it's also like. I get that though. It's like, like it's fun fine. in a fucked up way to like manipulate. Totally. Yeah. It's a power game. But also to be like aware of each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I, I never, I, I, I've never seen it as like a fucked up thing. I've always been like, Jordan, why did you say like. <laughs> but then she's like oh baby i promise five minutes it's like Shut just up, like, no but we all do that like honestly it's just like this yeah. game of like and also i am like i know that i am a very controlling <laughs> and control of myself as well it's just like yeah i have like i put on all these rules because i'm like that's how i grew up but then i like always like break it's almost like i make the rules to be like oh, i'm like so naughty because i'm breaking my I'm like no drinking wine during the week, and I'm like you. I like talk, talk to John and be like, you better not let me do this during. The week. And then I'll come to like Wednesday. I'm like, can I have a glass you of know. wine? And he's like, you, you're an adult. You do what you want. And I'm just like, oh. and then I have to like feel all bad. It's like this like rule that I put on myself in the first place. Yes, that's why women do that more than yeah. Men. But I, I feel like we're like in a we're like in a position. I even like wrote this down actually for this episode where like they are at the mm-hmm. restaurant and Adina is like, and I'm going to give you a complimentary dessert. And um, Carrie's like, no. And then she's like, it's a blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but like even this idea of like, we, like if you want a dessert, get a dessert. Yeah. But then like, there's all these like rules and like, oh, I'm so bad. Like, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know why I'm preaching to the fucking choir <laughs> about this bullshit. Like it's like stuff that we could all easily write a five minute bit totally. on. But like, and we've already seen like, you know 20 minute bits yeah. on but like this idea of being like 
like I feel like women have all these rules like you know like and we see this in Sex and the City all the time it's like Charlotte being like don't fuck on the first date or Carrie being like don't fuck on the first date and then like Mm. five dates this is what I do and if I you know haven't had yogurt this morning I'll have a dessert for the evening but then I won't eat until 12 like it's like just constantly I've been like I won't drink throughout the week but like you you know in saying that like I think it's not really like like an an extreme rule It's, no, no, it's very hard to decide like what's health and what's the patriarchy. It's really absolutely, hard. and that's something that men need to recognize too. I think, or like people who don't feel like they're like female or they're oppressed by the patriarchy, yes. which we all yeah. are. But I think, oh god, I keep feeling like I'm back flicking, flipping all the time in this entire conversation. No, but really Being like, like, but then we must not- address that this, and then blah blah blah. Miranda, so basically the thing is Steve is, I don't know, shitting some hoops. <laughs> he wants to like shoot a hoop um, from like halfway and for a million dollars? Yeah. He, and that's his like goal but even like this was relatable to me sometimes because I'm just like I feel Same. like I'm so like and it's a Capricorn thing, but it's also just like um, it's. I need us. I need to be aware of it and like step away from it because sometimes I feel like my whole mind is just like, and then this happens and this happens and this is like my plan and like everything happens and like blah blah blah. Um, it's just like then it's really easy for me to like dismiss stuff like um, it's like uh, just stuff like I'm just like, what's your perfect day um, at home? And it's like doing nothing and I'm like okay cool so we'll just like like section up some time to do nothing in like between like nine and you know one or whatever we'll just do nothing um but it's just still like it has to have like boundaries or like something whereas um I guess that's like dismissive of your partner's roles and you should just be like yeah cool this is what you want to do and I respect that in some way Look, I, I found this really triggering this episode because I find <laughs> I find this like really connects to me and Alex's relationship, which is like a really kind of probably a negative outlook in terms of our relationship. And I'm like also probably unfair in terms of what he does with his life and how hard he works. Because like in the past, before lockdown, Alex would be working like literally six days a week at his hospital mm. job, as well as like two days a week at his mm. other job. And then like doing auditions and shit like that for acting. He's a really hard worker. But also I sometimes I find when there's there has definitely been times when I've been so wrapped up with my shit and being like I am just so solely focused mm. on my fucking career or this like show that's coming up that like mm. literally nothing else matters. And by nothing else, I mean like my family doesn't really matter right now. <laughs> like my boyfriend doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing matters except for like my fucking show that's coming up. And like the person I'm doing with, which is Pat, like he's one of my best friends. Yeah. But like I'm like, we're all that matters in the world. Like, <laughs> and then and if your partner's like, hey, I get to take a half cut shot and win a million dollars, I'd be like, that's great, sweetie. But I'm finishing this Especially fucking if you script. Know they're not that good yeah. About yeah. Oh my god, that was the most infuriating thing too. Is like fucking Steve has the worst like the way that he shoots a basketball is how I shot it in Playball, which was like me in prep doing basketball, which is like where you, you like he uses too much of his left hand <laughs> to like sweep the ball to like shoot and then he doesn't like leave his wrist up like high enough or anything. Anyway, it's just a really flat yeah. shot. I played a lot of like basketball games. I went out. Um but like but I just mean it's um it's a bit infuriating. And then but then also on the other side of that I have conversations with Alex like I have had and Alex is like maybe this is purely from mm. my like personal point of view where I'm like so me centrally mm. focused. But being like, my thing matters the most, whatever. But then every now and then Alex has been like, cool, I know that you're really, really busy, but also you're in a relationship mm. and I need you to actually give me some care and appreciation. Yeah. 
you're like as much as you're caught up with your own like egocentric bullshit mm. shit that I maybe maybe he doesn't fucking give a shit about. Maybe he's like, you know what, that's worth shit to me. Like, good luck doing your fucking fringe yeah. show, you bitch. <laughs> or like, good luck doing your comedy show <laughs> at like Butterfly Club. Like, what up? Like, totally. like legit. Like, it's like, yeah, have fun. I'm doing this, this, and this, and all I want is some like support from my partner and I'm like, I don't have time, but like, it's like, that's actually totally fair enough. So it's a weird, it's an interesting dynamic of the Steve and Miranda thing. And also both their lives matter, even though Miranda is a fucking lawyer and Steve works as a bartender. That's also like a class issue in terms Mm. of like, so like my dreams don't matter, but yours do like, (laughs) but then it's also like the mind's like right here, right now. Yeah. She even says it. She's like, if it was mm. a dream, like I want to open my own bar, then maybe that's more foreseeable or whatever. Um, but also, um, it's that thing as well where it's difficult. Where like this thing came up with Miranda, where she has to work on this case or whatever mm. it is. I don't understand lawyers, but like she has to like focus in on this certain thing. Whereas he's like, mm. I'm gonna win a million bucks. It's like, yeah, we Absolutely. probably won't. So yeah. can I focus on this thing that actually pays for this apartment that we live in? Um, in my birth, at my birthday this year, we were like, just like fighting over, um, not even fighting, but just like, it was just like, it was like sad conversation. Cause I was like, commit way too like, it was just like overload. I was just like, I'm going to Adelaide in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be like away for like two weeks. And then, um, I'm just going to be like at home, like trying to, I, I'm just like, I have to gig like a million times a week. And then I also have to like work. And then I also have to see my family. So, um, amongst all of that, you get like, I was like one night a week at home where I can commit to that. Um, I think it was even that it was just like him, Jonathan being like, can you at least have like one to two nights a week at home? And, um, like the rest is fine. And I was just like, mm, like <laughs> I was just like, Oh, like you're asking me to like sacrifice my career right now. And, um, it was just like us like arguing over this, like one thing about like me being home for like a few hours a week, um, <laughs> to like hang out. Um, so that was like challenging, but now that we've been like at home, basically like, you know, for the last six months, um, it's been like an interesting thing of like, it's like that drive and stuff doesn't really go away, but it's just still trying to like make it manageable. I guess it's like, if this wasn't, if this was like us for like the rest of our lives, um, just like in lockdown stage four, um, it would still be like us kind of wanting to do different things, but um, yeah, more manageable. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I guess it's just like, no, but I, but like same. I, I, I absolutely. Like us in comedy. Yeah. yeah. Legit. Like it's, um, and it's a massive sacrifice. Like, I mean, it's not mm. obviously. And that's when you're kind of like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like every time your partner's mm. like, can you just spend like two hours with me a night? And I'm like, actually, I am really like busy because like I need to do my washing in those two hours because I haven't washed my yeah. anything in like two weeks. And like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, like it, it is really difficult. And yeah, especially like, yeah, so, during something like comedy festival where, where like, this is and also i think i think it comes from actually doing a career that you like really mm. care about uh, and, and a passion career too yeah like yeah. it like it's something you're passionate about it's something that like you literally tie your identity yeah. to so you saying no to like doing a certain aspect of something that would benefit your career is saying no to yourself yeah. you mm. know what i mean like it's like you're you're yeah exactly what you said like you're literally asking me to give up my career essentially <laughs> yeah. to spend this time with you but like and of course that's ridiculous but it's it's again it's it is that sense of like no but this like I've got everything planned mm. around this aspect of something that's so connected to myself intrinsically, yeah. like that you being like, can I have some time right now? Cause I'm sad. It's like taking up all of my airspace yeah. because I don't have 
room for you, but I still want you to totally. be there. So and I think it's completely unfair, but it's completely valid in a way. I think it's sense. just taught me to like not hang your hat on anything because I just feel like in a, in any case, it's just like anything that this year has taught us is that like something can be just taken away instantly from you. But so it's like, it's sort of like, because I feel like often in life, I'm trying to always justify like what I'm doing. And it's like, well, this is like the best kind of life to be living because of like X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, no, because the people who were like, you know, the people who have kind of had aligned visions and like wanted to make a baby, they're all like, some of them might be smug right now being like, well, we've always like worked hard at our relationship. And like, now we're like coping better because we're together now and like whatever. But it's like before that they would be perceived as like missing out because they're not following their like, you know, true like passions or whatever. So it's like, I can't get really up myself before this lockdown being like, I'm doing everything I can. I'm like the ultimate woman, like blah, 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 because that can just be taken away instantly. And equally, Mm. if you're having like an awesome time right now in lockdown, like when that changes soon, um, you're like missing out. (laughs) I feel like I'm making like really basic points. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's just like, I just feel like there's no... Yeah, it's like spending so much of your life trying to be like, I feel like all my early 20s is just like, this is the kind of thing. And it's like, I'm right. Other people are wrong. It's just like that kind of thing of being like, you're choosing the best life for yourself. Ultimately, just from an insecurity from within yourself that you're not doing the right thing. Um, I think either Mm. way, it's just like whatever situation, there's always just going to be people that are like winning in that one circumstance um, and others that aren't. You always miss yeah. out. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. No matter yeah. what, you miss out. Like, I, I don't think there's a right way in anything. And I think, like, you know, it's what I say about, no, like, you know, people who three years ago got married, like, probably even mm. a year before that, and then, like, were like, well, I'm in my full-time career. I'm going to buy a house mm. with this person. And now we're together forever. And I'm 25 and everything's sorted out. I'm like, well, why would you want to do that at 25? Like, how boring your life's, mm. like, set out before you like you don't have anything new to kind of achieve especially if you're living this like what I perceive as a pretty static kind of life yeah but then it's like but then the amount of security you get in that it's fucking incredible and then maybe it's not a static life maybe it's like actually I'm making money and I can go overseas and is that their dream and and like all these things where I think no matter what like even me living the way that I do I'm like well fucking what if I did do teaching what if I was a lawyer or whatever and like I had a steady income and I could focus more on holidays or focus more on like buying Mm. a fucking house and doing all this stuff like that's a completely valid life in the same way that I'm like struggling and working in fucking hospital trying to do like comedy and acting and like you know still being myself and finding my identity within that and also like struggling but like succeeding in ways that aren't shown in a monetary kind of way Mm. it's just it's just really difficult and I think that's an issue with like Steve and Miranda here it's like look maybe getting fucking chosen to take a million dollar shot it's huge it is a huge moment Miranda's already and I get I am I can completely feel from Miranda and Steve in the situation being like she's already way ahead of him being Mm. like look you're probably not going to get that shot and why are we putting all this fucking energy and why am I going to mm. fuck up my like coursework or what the fuck I have to do in terms of being a lawyer? But like, because you're going to take this shot, that's mm. so ridiculous. And it's so, it's so dreamlike as well. It's like, oh, look, I could take this mm. shot and then our dreams are solved. And like, rather than being like, I could take this shot and these dreams are solved. And also like, I'm also in the meantime, looking at running my own path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also it's like, well, Miranda, are you getting paid overtime? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, let's talk about, let's talk to some unions. Yeah, let's be unionized. <laughs> Fucking hell, Miranda. Like you're just sitting here like, being like, oh, I gotta work this weekend. It's like, are you being paid for Saturday? Yeah. Are you mm. being paid overtime? Mm. Um but yeah, it's really interesting. It is interesting, especially with Steve. And he was so excited. Mm. And it was a child's excitement. But she does come around in the end and she's like, she's like, but also it's so hard though, because she's like doing the right, you do sacrifice Mm. shit by like having feelings. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or by having responsibility, which is what I think a relationship is. It's having responsibility over someone else and their feelings. And also like in the same way, not being responsible for the happiness and their choices. Totally. It's like a weird, a weird kind of mix where What's you're that like. word? It starts with C. Compromise. Compromise. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 forgot, I forgot what it was too, but it's yeah. like, so she is compromise. And she also is letting go of mm. something, which mm. is like, I could be so on top of this mm. assignment or I could be so on top of this like work right now if I just fucking didn't give a shit about your fucking yeah. dreams right now. And it'd be so much easier for me but I'm also in a fucking And I think the moment comes when you're like, I feel like sometimes in my life I've just like sacrificed everything, done everything to like get to a point and you like get, you know, you win and you like do your whatever successful thing you had to do. And then you're like texting your boyfriend or whatever. And it's just like, uh, like we just had like such a shit like last two weeks or whatever that it's like, I want to be able to share my success. Um, and if you want yeah. people around you to share that success <laughs> with, it's like um, a bit hard when you've been like a complete bitch to them for like the last whatever time time you know Absolutely. and like for me I just hate that it's just like because I just feel like I am really career driven and all of that stuff it's just like when I do win then I'm just like oh who's around me to like share this with um and yeah I just want to make sure that there are people because I for me it is like yeah as much as it is about career it's also about being able to share that with people mm, absolutely and it's worse when you're sharing it with a bad yeah. kiss. Like, oh, oh, my God. Let's have a bad kissing. Child's bad kiss. Have you guys ever had a bad kiss? Yeah. Yes. Talk about Someone it. told me I was, I was bad I... at kissing and I was like a fucking offensive. Oh, <laughs> fuck? oh I'm not heavy. like I'm that, right? Yeah, on. they suck. Um, well, it's actually his ex-boyfriend. No, um, I feel like it was when we first started dating. It's like, yeah, you do use a lot of mouth. And I'm like, I was just like so taken aback and like, shocked um apparently it was just like really like mouthy but he had thin lips and i've got like um not like the super voluptuous lips or anything but i feel like my mouth is just like more plump or something now you are good <laughs> thank lips. you good thanks guys um yeah it was it was shocking but um i've also been with bad kisses too i, I one of the first like i had bad kisses when i was like a teenager but i was like but even as a teenager, I was like, they're bad kisses. Mm-hmm. There was one kiss that I had in like like third year at uni, so I would have been 20 at the time, that, that shook me to my core because I was like, how? Anyway, um, mm-hmm. and then, and that was fine. And that was like. Who was that? Whispered of me. I, it was a, a uh, person who went to uni with me. No. <laughs> <gasps> okay yeah 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 who i think is gay now um <laughs> yeah he probably just wasn't into it it was probably just trying to close his yeah, mouth yeah and also like kind of walked away from the like we were at a house party and like we were around the side of the house and i was like leaving and he kind of grabbed me and kissed me whoa and then like left like it was like this magical moment oh and i was God. like uh okay um but also a very nice gentleman but there was another kisser who was pretty bad and i was like 
and I was like 21 at the time and mm. he was like 26 and I was no. like no how, how are you this bad at kissing when you've like been in relationships and you've like you've got five you're five years my senior how are you <laughs> how are you this bad sometimes you really have to like wonder you're like because sometimes I think and I think that like kissing isn't you know, it's it depends on each individual, it depends on each relationship, mm. blah blah blah, and you're learning along the way. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. It's you. But sometimes I'm like, are you a? I think that kissing is a really good indication of like who's a sociopath. Like, yeah. What's going on? Like, why? How are you so out of touch with what's going on with the other person right now? I have two kissing, and I have three kissing mm. stories. So buckle in. Um, <laughs> uh, so I didn't like hook up with anyone until I was like near the end of year 11, I yeah, think. Me too. Because I was terrified. Yeah, I was just so scared. And like I was definitely, I definitely got into situations where people wanted to hook up with me, but I just bailed because I was like, I don't want to be a, f- oh, oh my God, there begins my fear of failure. <laughs> Legit, like kissing. Uh, like kissing. Isn't that fucked up? I just was so scared of failing at anything it, yeah. ever. That like, like even kissing, it like stopped me from doing so many things. But um, yeah, so, the, but then when I did eventually like hook up with people, it was pretty bad. I was pretty fucking toothy. Like the first yeah, time it I takes did practice. it. Like, was at your house, Jordan, <laughs> with Fran and Swanton. Oh yeah. Fran and Swanton, right. two different, like a girl and a boy in one night. But like, <laughs> I just didn't, I was just bad at both of them. Cause I was like confused and they were probably bad too, but I was confused by their mouth and yeah, we're both bad. Mm. Um, but then, then apart from that, I had like good hookup things until actually maybe on that night as well. How many people did I fucking hook up with? But like one person I hooked up with who was a dude, he did that thing that fucking Miranda was talking about, which was like the tongue thing where you dart Too the tongue much. in and out. And I actually, no, you know what? At this point, I think I'd learned and I was doing a good job. And they were just doing, doing like they were doing this like tongue in and out thing where they were just jabbing me with their tongue in uh, and out. It's really yeah. fucking disgusting, especially as a teenager being like, "What's going on? Like, I'm not like bored enough with kissing that I want something different. Yeah. Like, I just want like mm-hmm. a good kiss." Um, so that was a really horrific experience. But in saying that, we're all teenagers, so they probably didn't know any better. But also, <laughs> Alex was always really scared of um, kissing because he's girlfriends in the past didn't like tongue kissing obviously because like maybe initially he wasn't very good at it or like initially they didn't have good experiences with it so they were like I don't like tongue so he wouldn't do any tongue and then with me I had to like make him do tongue like initially yeah. when we we're first dating I don't really do tongue without yeah, yeah, like, like, you can be bothered in a fucking <laughs> totally. relationship but like but like I think that was something that he had to get like used to. So I do empathize with people who maybe were bad to begin with, but then no one wanted to like practice properly with mm. them. So how are they gonna fucking learn? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. It's um it's they should have practice, but also that guy in the actual video that I think they deliberately made him just look really gross and <laughs> that was that was a disgusting got, like that a bruise on her chin. But yeah, that's just You got pass rash. So That's funny. the extent of Charlotte's like complexities in this episode. <laughs> oh my god, legit! Yeah. So, what do you guys rate this episode? Um, I give it. I had a lot of fun. I and I'm really excited about Aiden. I give it eight and a half. Cool. That's <laughs> Jordan. I give it like a six out of ten, just because oh. of all the like racist views with it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I knew you did. I knew you got like carried away with. Oh, 
my god, Aiden and Carrie and the bad kissing. That's all in this episode. We, we didn't even get get into like uh, Carrie trying to get a discount <laughs> of Aiden, like an independent furniture salesman. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Carrie, come on. Let's not spend so much money on shoes. Yeah. But yeah, I give this episode like a six. I mean, like it's it's the positives are the fact that it introduces Aiden, but the negatives are like negative racial connotations that are mm. within it. I think I give it maybe like a 6.5 just because I think, um, yeah, it brings up interesting issues and like, yeah, apart from like, if we just look at it from the time that it was made, um, yeah, I I guess at least it's trying to explore stuff, even if it doesn't do it super well. I would like to retract (laughs) my initial. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, no. 6.5 as well. I'm sorry. We talked about other stuff. No, I know. No, I knew you did. I knew you did. (laughs) I, I was I, I was so excited. I was so excited to give my rating already. <laughs> just really, like fucking ruin you. I fucking hope that season three picks up after this because we've had three fucking weird ones episodes where it's like you're not you're trying to like make a point, but you're actually not. You're just, and you're making the reverse point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're dancing around and and then also just solidifying all of your main characters. Yeah. You, rather than challenging them. It's white feminism and it's yeah. white racism. <laughs> it's Darren Star. Darren Star's a racist. Anyway. Go to here first. <laughs> 6.5 and 6 it is then. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to Sex and the Sex in the Sex. Please uh, email us on sex and sex in the sex at gmail.com. Um, message Irvi, tell her a secret. <laughs> message Jordan, show her a picture of your asshole. And send us all nicotine patches. Which yes, please. <laughs> Thanks thank so much for listening. Bye. Bye.